In this episode, I sit down with Rachel Gillum to chat about all kinds of things. But one of the things that we chat about is Unapologetic Reset. It's a retreat she has coming up. And when we recorded this episode, it was before what happened in D.C. at the Capitol building. And so Rachel has decided in lieu of all things that are happening in our nation to postpone the reset to February 5th through the 7th. We refer to the dates, um, the previous dates in this episode, and I just want to make sure that you know that that has been rescheduled for February 5th through the 7th. You can still go to unapologeticreset.com to get your tickets. Make sure you put in Katara 10, the number 10, to get $10 off your ticket. You can go get your ticket today. 30 speakers, all black women for an all women audience. Get your ticket today. Welcome to Red Lips and Eye Rolls. I'm Katara, and this is my show where I will be encouraging you to live a life full of power and belonging. My desire is to not only give you tools to belong to yourself, but to also cultivate cultures where black, indigenous women of color belong. I'm an expert eye roller that loves a red lip that will be having some great conversations with some amazing people. I'll also be dropping some wisdom on you and giving you tips, tricks, and tools to live the life that you desire and the life that you deserve. So sit back and enjoy the show. So glad you tuned in this week's show. We have Rachel Simone Gillum as our guest today. Rachel runs an online platform centered around owning her grief and encouraging others to live their best life on purpose. As a young widow and a bone marrow transplant survivor, she is no stranger to heartache, loss, and hard seasons. She invites you along in her own journey to self to help you open up the door to your personal healing. Rachel lives in Dallas, Texas, and is all about self-care, wellness, and some rosé. As the host of Rosé with Ray podcast, founder of Unapologetic Womanhood, and creator of The Daily Ray, a daily encouragement text, she has made it her mission to live her life on purpose, and to invite you to do the same. Let's tune in to our combo with Rachel. Rachel, thank you for taking some time out to be on the show today. Red lips and eye rolls. Um, <laughs> it's a Sunday, and you decided to take some time out to chat with me. Thank you for being on the show today. I am so excited. I can't think of any other way I'd rather spend Sunday. This is like the ultimate Sunday fun day, so I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, we get to chat it up. We get to chat it up. You're an indie. You were an indie girl, right? I lived in indie for four years, yes. I lived on kind of the, I guess, northwest side. <laughs> okay. But, um, I moved back to Dallas a couple of years ago. So now I'm born and raised in Dallas, popped up to Indy for a little bit, but now I'm back home. <laughs> awesome. You're, you're where it's warm because it's cold here right now. Yes. Funny enough, I just had some friends in town from Chicago and Indiana, and it was super cold in Dallas this past weekend. And they were like, I didn't come to Dallas for this. <laughs> and I was like, I don't live in Dallas for this. <laughs> Like, I came for the warmth. What's up with this? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's cold here. It was supposed to snow last night. It did not. So we're happy about that. But, yeah, we're in the January. You know, January is gloomy and gray and cold and snowy. And But we're just, you know, we're just hunkering down. We're going to be hopeful for some sun at some point this month. So, so I want to, I'm so excited to have you. Um, I love how our paths crossed and we'll talk about that. Um, but I'd like you to just take a few moments to tell my listeners about you and what you're up to. Yeah, I'd love to do that. So I'm Rachel Simone Gilliam. I have an online platform that has a couple of different branches. So I like to start 
my followers' days off with what I call Daily Ray. It's a good morning text that you can opt into, and I'm just sending you how to get on your best journey to self. And that really started because I consider myself someone who has a really strong morning routine. I'm very disciplined when it comes to self-care, managing my mental health, and all of that. And I was getting a lot of DMs of like, how do you stay disciplined? How do you do this? Blah, blah, blah. And so I wanted to create a platform to empower other people to be able to do the same. So I literally send a good morning text every weekday morning. We took a quick hiatus at the end of last year, but we're starting back tomorrow, actually. So I'm excited about that. And Daily Ray is just your daily ray of sunshine to start your day off on the right foot. And it's not one thing I always preach to people. And if you hear me talk, I I come across as a very positive person and I am. But one thing I am very, um, or one thing I put a lot of emphasis on is that there's no space for toxic positivity. And that comes across in everything that I create and everything that I do that we're positive, we're going to choose joy, but we're also real, that life is hard, things happen. One thing about me that will come up throughout this conversation, I'm sure, is that I'm also a widow. I lost my husband to cancer a little over two years ago. And so the things that I share come from a place of healing from my grief and wanting other people to have space to heal in their loss and their hard seasons as well. And so Daily Ray is a great space for that. I also have a blog. I have a podcast called Rosé with Ray where we sip rosé and have real life conversations. And I'm on Instagram, of course. And so those are a couple of things that I'm up to. I'm also the founder of Unapologetic Womanhood. We host events. We're in the middle of forming a community group and membership-based community group. And creating a space where women can show up unapologetically. And that's something I'm super passionate about in all areas of my life, work, home, social, everything, being able to show up as my true, authentic, whole self and creating space for other women to be able to do the same. So that's a little bit about me and what I am always up to. Uh, So good. I need to sign up for those texts. Yes. I didn't know about that. I'm like, oh, I want to text. I want to get <laughs> on that train. I need that in my life. And I love that you pointed out the positive, toxic positivity because that it is toxic to to really like, you know, talk to people in a way that that um, doesn't give space for them to be sad or to sit with their grief or their loss. Um, and I love that you pointed that out because being positive and, and um, uplifting, um, you can also encourage people in their grief. And it sounds like that you've lived there. <laughs> you, you've walked through grief. And I'm so sorry about your loss. And it sounds like you're using that, though, to say, hey, still get up in the morning, right? Let's mm-hmm. let's still move through the world in a way that um can be a ray, right? Can be a ray of sunshine and and also receiving a ray of sunshine, right? When you feel low and feel down and and you're sitting with your grief um and and loss. And you know, 2020 was all about a lot of grief, a lot of loss mm-hmm. that many of us experienced in a lot of different ways, you know, like I lost over half of my coaching clients and speaking engagements and, you know, people lost jobs, people lost loved ones, people lost marriages, people lost relationships. And, and I think it's important. Um, I love that you pointed that out because, um, yeah, being with our grief doesn't mean, um, that we can't still experience those rays of sunshine. Exactly. One thing I always try to do in my own life and encourage people as well is to hold space for both. Hold space for happiness and sadness and know that they can coexist. You can be Mm -hmm. sad and grieving and still have space for joy. And I always say this. I don't say that as someone who's coming from this happy-go-lucky life. I say that as someone who struggles with her mental health, is in this journey of grief and will be likely for the rest of my life, extreme anxiety, all of that. So you can hold space for both, but it it takes discipline and it takes also giving yourself permission to do that. Because when you're mm. sad, you want to be sad and you like, might feel happiness and you're like, is this okay for me to be happy right now? And it is. Yeah. I think when you're also when you're grieving a loss, sometimes you feel um, 
almost guilty for being happy, you mm-hmm. know, for having moments of like, like, oh, wait, I'm supposed to be sad right now, right? Like, and I love the both and. It's like literally one of my favorite things that I tell. I have a lot of favorite things that I say to people and that I embrace in my own life is is holding space for both and that it doesn't have to be one or the other, that we can create space in our lives for both and. So I love that you pointed that out. Um, I'd like to dive into your journey to becoming the founder of Unapologetic Womanhood. Like, tell me about that journey. How did you get here? Um, yeah, I, I know it wasn't just, you know, hop, skip, and a jump. <laughs> How'd you get here? Well, I feel like when it comes to unapologetic womanhood, I am probably the poster child for just do it and figure the rest out later because that's exactly what <laughs> happened. And I won't call it a hop, skip, and a jump because there was a lot of hard work, but it happened fast. COVID obviously happened March 2020. And then I was thinking, you know, this was going to be my year for speaking engagements. This was going to be my year to really create a, a space for other people. I wanted to be doing in-person events. And my word of the year was create. And it got to be probably May or June. And I was like, man, I haven't created anything. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I've really been playing victim this year, which is fine. Like part of 2020 mm-hmm. was just surviving. But I knew that I had space and I knew that I was being called to more. I actually was sitting in a service, a church service one Sunday, and the pastor said something that I will keep with me for the rest of my life. And he basically said, You know, some of you, he used a basketball analogy. Some of you are playing small. You're shooting. You're wanting to be the person who gives the assist. You're passing the ball away when God is calling you to shoot. And Mm -hmm. I felt such a conviction in my spirit because I was like, dang, I am being called to shoot and I am playing small and honestly walking in disobedience to what I feel like I'm being called to Mm -hmm. and calling it humility instead. And so I went through this like season in May and June where I was just thinking, you know, you have this word of the year, you want to create, we're in the middle of Black Lives Matter where there's so much going on. You want to be able to create a safe space for all women, but especially raising voices of Black women and giving them the platform that we need and that we're not always given, honestly. I can't tell you how many speaking events and things I've done where I'm the only Black person. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you how many rooms I'm in where I'm the only Black person. Mm -hmm. And I'm just looking looking and thinking to myself, this, this shouldn't be the case. I know so many talented black women. Why aren't they in this room? Yeah. And instead of really trying to bring them into these rooms, I was like, I'm going to make my own space. We're going to, we're going to do this our own way. And that's how unapologetic womanhood really got started. We started last year with our first event on the unapologetic retreat. And it was for uh, creatives and entrepreneurs, all women um, that fall into those categories. And then our speakers were black women. And it was a retreat. We had wellness content. We had affirmations, meditations, just everything that you can think of to create that really retreat vibe and giving people the space to be able to relax in such a hard year, but also learn and absorb. And everyone that's in that space, they're always looking for voices and who who are the specialists I can be learning from. And there's not enough Black voices that were a part of those conversations. And I had so many people reaching out to me in my DMs and on my website of, you know, I want to get more involved. How, how do I do this? Like at the height of Black Lives Matter, like what do I need to be doing? And I, the heart of Unapologetic Retreat was honestly to make it easy for you. You buy this $50 ticket and by purchasing that, you are pouring directly back into Black businesses, Black brands, and Black communities. And you get an opportunity to hear from voices and speakers that you might not have ever heard from and might not have ever have the opportunity to hear from because Mm -hmm. it's not like the market is super saturated or it might be depending on which market you're in, but there's a space for, for everyone. If you're called to do something, there's a space for you, but it's hard when you're really clawing your way out of the different voices and trying to make space for yourself. And so I was like, Nope, we're going to build our own table. That's really mm-hmm. how unapologetic womanhood got started with that first event. And it it happened so fast. Like it came to me probably late May, early June, and we launched our first event the first week of August. Wow. I love that. I love that. You know, it's interesting how this summer, um, you know, black 
people, black women, um, especially that I'm connected to, um, there was some really interesting things that emerged out of grief, pain, um, even, even for me, it felt like a sense of hopelessness every time I'd open up my phone. It felt like I was seeing another killing of someone from my community. It was like the video went viral of, you know, Ahmad of George Floyd and, and the trauma in seeing those videos as black people, right? Mm -hmm. Like the, the level of trauma, just watching that play out in our news feeds, um, and, and knowing that, you know, we know that this stuff happens in our communities, but it was so exasperated during um, COVID and quarantine um, that 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 was traumatic. But watching black women and femmes step up, even in the midst of grief, pain, hopelessness um, and create from that place has been phenomenal to to watch and. And also I did the same thing. Like I, I launched an, an app, an emotional well-being app. My listeners know about Exhale. Um, I launched that um, in the midst of all that as well. And it's been really beautiful to see. And, and this kind of goes back to what we were talking about in, in earlier about sitting with your grief and with your pain and, and really asking how, still asking the question, like, how can I show up in the world with this, right? Mm -hmm. How can I be a part of um, showing up for my community. And, and it's the both and it's holding the grief and the pain and also asking the question like, well, what, well, what can I do? And it sounds like that's exactly what happened for you. And it's beautiful to see what emerged from that place. And now you have an apologetic womanhood, which is awesome. And our paths crossed because of your next um, yeah, conference. Do you call it a conference? A, a retreat? It's unapologetic reset. Yeah, um, I'm just calling it a reset. Honestly, yeah, like, just I love that collective reset together. Yeah, yeah. So you're doing your your second event. It's the second one, correct? Yes, we're doing the second event, launching January fifteenth, and it is the Unapologetic Reset. And I'm so pumped that you're going to be a speaker. I know. So that's how our paths cross. My PR firm, um, one of the VPs, attended your first event and um, reached out to you, and she told me all about it. Shout out to Greta told me all about it. She's like, oh my gosh, you have to be a part of this. And so connected us and I'm going to be a speaker and I'm super excited about it. Um, and yeah, tell us about the reset and um, yeah, why why the reset? Why, why, why are you doing this now? Because you just had one and you're doing another one so quickly. Yes. So quickly. I think I just love to cause myself a lot of stress. I'm learning. <laughs> I was impressed. I was like, man, she just had one this summer and she's doing another one already. Like what? I've, I've done, I've led events here in Indianapolis for women and I know what it takes. And I'm like, damn, this girl is doing a quick turnaround. This is amazing. Yeah. Tell me about it. Tell me why now. Yes. Well, why now? I definitely wanted I wanted it to be a continuation, right? I didn't want it to be because we launched our first one in August and I didn't want it to be another year before we did something else. And I love the start of a new year. I truly do. And I'll get into this probably more in the conversation. I'm not someone who's like new year, new me. I just don't think that there's any weight in that. But I do love just the genesis of a new year, the opportunity to start fresh and to figure out what you need to do to live your best life on purpose. And I wanted, again, to welcome other people into that as well. And I wanted this one to be more open to other women. And so first event was all about creatives, entrepreneurs, building your brand, um, entrepreneurship, all of that. And we had over 500 attendees. And I was like, how do we make this bigger, better, and more broad? And my mind just kept going back to general wellness, hitting reset at the start of the year. And I know that you can hit reset anytime throughout the year, but I was like, this needs to be in January. Like 2020, 2020 has been so hard. And some people 
people know that they need a fresh start. They know they need to hit reset, but maybe don't know where to start. So once again, let's line up these amazing black wellness experts. Let's give everyone the tools, tips, and resources that they need to be able to hit reset on their mind, body, and soul as we head into this new year. And so that's why January, that's why now, and really the heart behind the unapologetic reset is to give you, like I just said, everything that you need to be able to hit reset. And so we have so many sessions, over 30 sessions lined up with just incredible content from women all across the internet with different backgrounds and specialties. I'm going to be speaking on how to live your best life on purpose. That's definitely the heart behind my brand. And I hear a lot about live your best life, live your best life. And I love that. But you start to think about what does that look like? And so for me, I just take it a step further and it's live your best life on purpose. What are the three or four things you need to do every single day to be the best version of yourself? And it's not this new version of you that's going to emerge. It's just a more refined version of you, a more disciplined Mm -hmm. version of you. What does that start Mm -hmm. to look like when you start to peel back the layers and really do the work? Mm. Yeah, so good. Love it. I'm so excited about it. I just feel so honored to be a part of it. I'm like, yes, this is going to be fabulous. Um, You mentioned New Year, New Me BS. (laughs) Tell me a little bit about that because we see that, right? Like we, New Year, New Me, we think that there's some, um, not that we, we think, but there are people that, you know, post that um, on social media. It's almost like there's this, they feel like there's this magic that happens with the turning of the calendar, the turning of the clock, that all of a sudden I'm going to be a new me this year. And um, you call that BS. I call that BS. Can you tell me why that's BS to you? Yes, because you have to do the work. You can Mm -hmm. sit down on December 31st and write out the 10 things you want to do. I'm going to be a new version of me. And sometimes you think that that feeling that you have, because there is, I do think that there's magic at the start of the new year. You're just like, Mm -hmm. yes, a fresh start. I can do anything. I can be anything. But that feeling fades away very quickly. I can tell you right now, it's Mm -hmm. January 3rd when we're recording this and my feeling has already faded away. I'm like, I'm already tired. (laughs) Yeah. I want to go back to bed. Yeah. Put my pajamas back on. Yeah. (laughs) Literally me. That feeling is so fleeting and it's not going to be around all year. It, It might come and go and you might have days where you are super inspired. And I love that. I have them too. And I definitely tap into them, but what is the work that you're doing these, those other days? And so, and I also think that there's nothing inherently wrong with you, right? Like New Year, New Me states that there's something just like so wrong. There might be things that you need to fine tune, which is why I say it's a more refined or disciplined version of you. But when I take the time to really get to know myself, I find parts of me that I love. I find parts of me that I don't exactly like, but I know that they need work. And because Mm -hmm. I love myself, I'm willing to do that work. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like new year, new me is missing that work. It's missing that self-love. It's missing the discipline. It's just kind of this feeling when the calendar changes that, yeah, it is a new year and a more refined or more disciplined version of you is possible. But again, you have to do the work living your best life. Yes, but doing it on purpose. And so I just want to help people take it a step further because I'm all about lasting change. I have spent so many seasons of my life in burnout and being disappointed in myself and setting these unrealistic goals of I'm going to do X, Y, and Z by this date. And it's just not even feasible one. And I don't have a plan of how I'm going to get there. Mm -hmm. And so I think taking a step back, really setting out the 10 things you need to do on a a weekly, monthly, however long basis, and then checking in with yourself and being ready to hit reset again and again, whenever you need to. That's my big thing with this reset is like, we're doing it in January, but you better believe we're going to be hitting reset again throughout the year because it's not one and done. It's not just new year. And all of a sudden it's a new me. It is an ongoing effort every single month, every single day hitting reset again and again. Hope you're enjoying this combo. We're going to get back to it in just a minute. I wanted to tell you a little bit more about Unapologetic Reset. I have been invited to be one of the speakers. It's um, all black women speakers for an all 
female audience. So the audience is for anybody, but the speakers are black women, femme voices. Super excited to be a part of this reset. And let's support Rachel by purchasing a ticket today and you'll be able to get access to my session. So go to unapologeticreset.com and if you put in Katara 10, the number 10, K-A-T-A-R-A with the number 10, you get $10 off your ticket. Listen, 30 speakers for $50. You put in my coupon code, you get $10 off. That's $40 to have all access to the Unapologetic Reset. This is a great way to start your year. Do it today. Again, put in my coupon code so you can get $10 off unapologeticreset.com. Now, Let's get back to our combo with Miss Rachel. Yeah, yeah. I like to say it's 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 about the unfolding of myself, you know, instead of thinking like like you said new new year new me, it's like this new me, this idea that something was wrong with me or I need to crumble up and throw away part of that part of me. It's like no, this season in my life what's unfolding now? What's present now? Um, what's emerging now? What do I need to fine tune now, right? What old thoughts do I need to kind of get curious about or limiting beliefs that I need to get curious about? Why do I have those and how are they limiting me and and how do I want to break through in that area of my life? So I, I, I like to talk about it in, in, in the same, kind of the same, like the refining, the discipline, the unfolding of, of who I am um, because every season has gotten me to here and what got me here may not get me there, right? And so getting really curious about what's going on in my life and in my heart and in my mind and focusing on that and allowing the, this, this who I am in this season to be refined and to emerge so that I can get to the next season. Um, I love that. Yeah, I think it's a BS too. New Year, New Me BS. BS, we're calling it, we're calling it for what it is. So you talked about the unapologetic reset, um, uh, really focusing on like wellness, well-being, um, really equipping, equipping people to focus on their wellness. Um, and I'm uh, diving into, I'm a coach and, um, many of my listeners know this, um, and I'm an emotional well-being advocate, especially for black indigenous women of color and those that have gender identities oppressed by racism and misogyny and just the importance of our well-being and, and taking care of ourselves. Um, we have everyday stressors like everybody else, but on top of that, there's systemic racism, anti-blackness, microaggressions that we're also dealing with and how um, emotional well-being has to be um, a priority has to be a daily, you're talking about daily practices, daily things that you do. Um, and as I've been diving and you know, I, I know this just from being in the coaching industry that, that the wellness industry is predominantly a white space led by white folks and how that's problematic for black and brown people. Um, I'd like to talk about that a little bit. And um, if you could tell me and talk a little bit about your opinion on why that's problematic. Why is that problematic for Black folks, Black women and femmes? Absolutely. And part of it is exactly what you just said, is that we go through things that other women do not, right? And just to put it frankly, and I can tell a personal story, even at a high level, is that a couple of years ago, I had a friend of mine say something incredibly just hurtful, um, toying on the line of racist, but just really mm -hmm. hurtful. And mm -hmm. it, it came back up. I was telling another friend about it the other day who is not black mm -hmm. and her reaction was, you know, Oh, I'm sorry that happened, but she didn't really understand why it was such a hurtful comment, like unnecessary mm -hmm. to say yes, but why it hurt me so deep and why it stuck with me almost two years later 
And I think that that is the best example of why we need black and brown women leading in the wellness space as well, because we understand. I love that I have a black therapist because Mm -hmm. I can say something to her and she just gets it. I I can talk about being a high-performing black woman, feeling the need to over-explain myself, the things I go through at work, the comments, the stares, things like that. And I don't have to over-explain myself. She just Mm -hmm. gets it. And I think Mm -hmm. that that is exactly why we need black and brown women leading in this space. And they are leading. We just need more women Mm -hmm. to have a more dominant seat at the table, right? Because that's where we start to grow and heal because we're all living different lives. We're all experiencing different things. But at the heart of it, I think we're a lot more similar than we realize. And so I, I think we need just more space for, for these women to be leading so that we can learn from them and understand more about what we're going through. And that way we can have that collective shift in our experiences. Yeah, definitely. Since I've launched the app, I've had so many Black women um, reach out. Um, I've interviewed a couple of them um, just saying even opening up the app and seeing a Black woman, a black femme model, um, her face, her hair, how there was relief just even in the photos on the app and how then they open up the app and they hear a voice that is talking about some of the things that they have to face weaving through life in black and brown bodies and how one of one of a couple of the uh, women that I've talked to have been like, this is something that I didn't even know how deeply I needed, but I needed it so bad. I needed to see a black woman in the app. I needed to hear a black voice. I needed to hear someone talk about our oppression, specifically as black women and femmes. And you you've done that, and and how they're just like. That in itself has been healing um, to show up in a space that is black led um, and it feels like a more safe space um, for them. And so I think representation is so, so, so important. And you are doing that with your reset. You've said, I'm going to uplift Black voices. You've decided to specifically have Black speakers. And it sounds like that's just deeply important to you. Um, can you expound a little bit about, about that, you, about your Black speakers and, and that it's black, black speakers for all people, for all women? Yes. And it, it goes back – pretty far, honestly. I, I grew up in a very white neighborhood. I went to a very white schools growing up. I went to a private Christian college mm-hmm. <laughs> that I did not play a sport at. And just a quick, you know, mm-hmm. anecdote on microaggressions, <laughs> I would mm-hmm. always get approached like, oh, what sport do you play? Yeah. Actually, yeah. I'm just here. I'm just here right. to learn, buddy. Yeah. Because <laughs> if you're black, if you're black and you're at a white, a predominantly white Christian school, you must play a sport. Yes. I'm like, right. no. <laughs> no, microaggression. That's a microaggression. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And so, at every stage in my life, and even the places I've worked, it's it's lonely being the only black person mm-hmm. in the room. Mm-hmm. And I have read I read a tweet before that it said, you know, being the only black person in the room has never made me feel exceptional. It's just made me feel alone. And I have kept that with me for a really long time because I don't feel like, oh, I've made it because I'm in this room with that's predominantly filled with white people. I just am like, where are the rest of my people at? Because they're just as smart and exceptional Mm -hmm. as me. Like, let's go. Mm -hmm. It feels sad, doesn't it? Yeah, it's sad. It's really sad. And it's even Mm -hmm. more sad when the people around you are in that room don't realize how isolating it is. Yeah. And so the unapologetic reset or really the brand in general is about creating that safe space or we have black women leading and telling their stories and their perspectives and the stories are relatable to most. And even the ones that are specifically written or spoken to about black women specifically, you can still learn from that. And I love Mm -hmm. that because Mm -hmm. I think that there's a lot still of learning to do, of unpacking to do if you are not a black woman about our experiences and our everyday. 
And so I even tell the speakers, like, this is an event. You guys obviously are Black women. This is an event for all women. But if you have it on your heart to tell a story or to share a session that is specifically speaking to Black women, do it. Because mm-hmm. allies still need to know and to hear and to understand what's going on. And that Black woman needs to hear specifically from you what you yeah. have to say to her. And so it's a space for all. And I think about just my life and the engagements I've done where I'm the only Black person or one of the only Black people. It's isolating, but I don't really ever look at it and think, oh, this isn't for me. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's Mm -hmm. so interesting how whenever you have an all black lineup, I would get so many questions. That's like, is this event for all women? Which I respect and I appreciate. But yes, it is. But whenever you see a speaking event with all white women, you don't think that you just think that's the norm. And so I'm just trying to challenge the norm more than anything. You know, Mm -hmm. let's elevate black voices because they're out there and we deserve to be heard on every topic, every subject, and especially related to wellness, because so many wellness rituals and practices began with minority groups. Yeah. <laughs> and we don't talk about that enough. And so I think of it almost as taking wellness back, you know, reclaiming mm-hmm. it as ours because it's available to us as well. And I want black women to feel empowered to walk into that yoga studio and be the only black person in the room and know that you still belong there. Yeah, so good. You are, yeah, speaking my language. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I get, I get that all the time too. Like even with the app, like, um, people saying like, well, well, like, well, you were doing conferences for all for like all women. Like, why are you now just? It's just for black women. And I'm like, you know, first of all, we need a space that's for us, by us. Um, But my app is a mirror for black and brown women to see themselves, to hear themselves, to have representation, to have a safe space. But it also can be a window for white women to look into and see, oh, I didn't realize that that was a microaggression, or maybe I've actually done that, or I've said that. Or to be able to learn from and hear about our oppression, right? And so I like to, I learned this from um, one of my guests, um, the Afro-minimalist. Um, she was on my show and she was talking about about Window Mirror because she writes children's books for brown and black children. And um, she was saying, you know, my books are, are Window Mirror books. And I was like, oh yeah, that's that's exactly how I feel about the app. It's a window mirror opportunity for black women and femmes and white women and femmes. Like you can peer into the window, download the app, listen to the meditations, right? Learn from it. I love that that it's the same way with the reset. Like white women come to the come to the the reset. Like be a part of it. Learn, grow. Um, that just because it's all black speakers doesn't mean it's not for you, that you can learn that you can grow, that you can sit at the feet of and and gain something from, which is really, really beautiful. I love, love, love that you're doing this. What would you say to somebody um, that wants to attend, that wants to attend, that's interested in the reset, that's listening today? I would say do not hesitate. Sign up because there is something for you. I can almost guarantee it. There's so many good sessions. I I already talked about mine, but I have spent quite a bit of time just speaking with the speakers and trying to understand their hearts and making sure that the sessions align with that. And I'm very much so someone who is like, I'm not going to tell you what to speak on. Like if you Mm -hmm. have a a heart for something and that's what you want to speak to, please do it because it's on your heart for a reason and that's going to bless someone. So we have sessions about how to turn your heartbreak into purpose, how to forgive yourself for past behaviors. Um, what else do we have sessions on? <laughs> 
um, walking through seasons of infertility and IVF, how to care for your body. So when I say that there is a session for everyone, I truly mean that. And so you can go to unapologeticreset.com to learn more. You're more than welcome to email me, shoot me a quick note if you have more specific questions about the reset. But I would encourage you to dive in. We start on January 15th. There's going to be great content available. Everything you can think of. We're partnering with Black Girl Workouts to do a workout and a yoga flow together on Sunday. And then one of the founders of Black Girl Workouts, she's also going to be leading a session on integrated and holistic wellness. So looking at it from every single perspective and not just, I want to lose weight or I want to do this. You know, what is a true integrated wellness approach start to look like. And so again, sessions for everyone, content for everyone. It's going to be so impactful. So go to unapologeticreset.com to sign up and you actually have a code that gives them $10 off, Katara. Yeah. Katara 10. My session is cultivating an emotional well-being practice. Um, and so I talk a little bit about my emotional well-being practice and what I do daily. You talked about daily, uh, you know, discipline. I have daily rituals that that I've incorporated into my life to help me show up as my best self, to help me care for myself, love myself, have compassion for myself. So I um, talk to um, talk about that, talk about cultivating that, not creating it, cultivating. It's like digging up digging up the dirt and um, cultivating it so something can grow from it. Um, So I'm really excited about my session. I just recorded it this past week and got it over to you. I had my husband do all the edits because I talked way too long. I was like, shoot, it's only supposed (laughs) to be 30 minutes. And and at first it was like, I'm not going to talk for 30 minutes. Like I don't have that much to say. And then I like ended up talking for 45 minutes and he's like, oh, we can cut some out. I'm like, oh, but it's all so good. But we got it down to 30. We got (laughs) it down to 30. So I'm really excited. Yeah. Listeners, if you're interested in attending the reset, please go to unapologeticreset.com. Is that right, Rachel? Yep. Unapologeticreset.com. Um, and use the code Katara10 to get $10 off, right? Yes. Okay. I'm like, I'm making sure. I'm like, I'm making sure I'm saying <laughs> all the right things. I don't want to mess this up. You're so on you, it. Get to, you can get $10 off. Um, go sign up. Please attend. It's a beautiful and they can go through the content at their own pace. Is that correct? I know it's that weekend. But can yeah. they go through the – they can have access to the content? Yeah. So two big things there. Our specific dates are January 15th through 17th. But you can sign up and you will have access to the content forever, like truly forever. And so I have a schedule created that will help you get through all of the videos on on the specific days. So Friday, Saturday, and Sunday or you can watch a few sessions a day, a few sessions a week. You don't have to feel like you have to rush through it. The only thing about the conference um, for that specific weekend is that you'll also be able to chat with the speakers that weekend. So that's kind mm-hmm. of a bonus to be able to have chat. I'll be super engaged answering and asking questions. And then from there, if you want to keep watching, if you find yourself in March where you have just fallen off and you need to hit reset again, you can go back to your favorite sessions and still be able to do that. So same thing with the retreat. Those sessions are still available for people who purchase those. They're not going anywhere because I want it to be a lasting impact and for you to have these voices with you for as long as you need them. So amazing. And how much is it? How much it's is a ticket? Tickets are it's $50. 50 bucks. And then you get $10 off if you use my code 40 bucks. Like, come on, this is a deal. It's actually a steal. I'm like, <laughs> that's, you have 30 speakers, 30 plus sessions. Um, right? Is it 30 Mm -hmm. sessions or with the keynotes, there's more? There are right around 30 sessions. I want to say 31, 32. Then there's workouts within sessions. People will be doing meditations and affirmations. There's so much content. And I tried to make it as affordable as possible, $50. And when you purchase a ticket, a percentage of proceeds will go back into our speakers. So you're pouring right back into Black businesses and brands and then also into organizations that benefit Black mental health and well-being. Mm, love that. What's your goal this year with Unapologetic Reset? You, Your first conference, you said you had up to 500. What's your goal 
Oh, that's a good question. (laughs) (laughs) I'd like to have at least 500, but I also, I'm trying to leave space. I like, Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm someone who's really hard on myself and I have to kind of like go back to why I'm doing this, but I would love to be able to match what we did last year. And then also to be able to donate more this year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I had you on the show because I, first of all, I love, love, love your vision. I love what you do, what you're doing, who you are, just from the few times we've engaged with each other. And I wanted to uplift your work and your voice and support you. Um, And so listeners, go buy a ticket. um, Use the code. It's for, it'll be 40 bucks. Let's help Rachel meet her goal of 500 or more attendees. Let's rally around her vision and let her know that this is something that we support, that we want, that we desire, that we want to be a part of. And let's help her meet her goal um, around unapologetic reset. Uh, This was so fun today. I'm so glad I got to chat with you. You're just such a pleasure. Oh, you are too. I love this. I'm ready to have you on my podcast next. (laughs) Let's do it. We will set it up. Okay. Something that I love to ask my guest is um, to drop some wisdom. We like to drop some wisdom bombs on our listeners. Um, And so if you were to leave some final wisdom with our listeners, what would that nugget of wisdom be, Miss Rachel? Ooh, a wisdom bomb. You know, I have to bring it back to grief because that is just my heart and helping other people through their seasons of grief as I'm in mine as well. But one thing I always try and tell my listeners, readers, followers, whoever's interacting with me is that grief is not something that you have to feel like you have to move on from. And I know this isn't circle back to anything Mm -hmm. I just talked about, but I'm hoping that anyone who's listening, it resonates with you because it's Mm -hmm. something that I struggled with for a long time, this feeling of having to to move on because I didn't want to have to move on from losing my husband. And so this language shift of switching to moving forward has really changed my life and my perspective. It's picking up your grief. It's picking up your sadness and not feeling like you have to just move on from it, but I'm going to carry them with me and I'm going to keep moving forward day by day, one foot in front of the other and knowing that every single day might look different, right? Like there will be days where I can plan a whole reset and I'm cleaning my house Mm -hmm. and things are together. And there are days where getting out of bed is a feat. And that is, that's okay, you know? And so focusing on moving forward and knowing that every single small step you take, even if it's just a centimeter, if you're moving forward every day, as best as you can, you will get there. And I don't know where there is because we're all on a journey together, but you'll get there. (laughs) And Uh, then I'd probably, I'd probably also say, consistency over intensity. That's another one that's changed my life this past year. Cause I, I'm an intense person. I want to, I don't want to just write a book. I want to write a book in 30 days. Like I'm just crazy Mm -hmm. about like Mm -hmm. the things I set for myself (laughs) and, Mm -hmm. and all of this stuff and focusing on again, showing up for yourself every single day and knowing that that might look different every day. But when you focus on consistency, everything changes. Don't be the person who wants to be this intense. I'm going to run five miles every day this year. I'm going to get in the best shape of my life. What if you ran one mile whenever – actually, that's not good advice. Whenever you want to. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What if (laughs) – okay, I got to gather myself. Yeah, no. You know, hey, I like that. I like that (laughs) advice. (laughs) What if you were consistent? And showed up. And if five miles is easy for you and that's what consistency looks like for you, cool. But if that's a stretch for you, just focus on running every day or every other day or doing two or three miles a few times a week. What's Mm -hmm. going to keep you from burning out and being a part of this for the long haul? Because that's what it's about. Like you don't have to prove anything to me in January. Let's see who's still tackling their goals in December. You know, that's Mm -hmm. what I'm about, the long haul. So focus on consistency over intensity. Yeah, I love that. It's like consistency with joy, Mm -hmm. right? Like 
how can I be consistent and still be up in my joy around this too, right? Like so good. Consistency over intensity, right? I love that. So good. I'm carrying that with me. I love that (laughs) wisdom. Rachel, if listeners want to find you, if they want to follow your work, if they, where where do they go? Where do they go to find Rachel? Yes. I'd say the easiest place to find me is on Instagram. It's just my name, Rachel Simone Gilliam. Simone is spelled S-Y-M-O-N-E. I'm sure you'll have all of that typed out, but just in case. I will. And then my website is rachelsimonegilliam.com. My podcast is Rosé with Ray. It's around the table conversations. I'm sipping rosé. I always say I'm tipsy and teary-eyed because we cry at least once an episode. Love <laughs> um, it. But it's it's really good conversations and just honest, raw, unfiltered about mm-hmm. life and everything that happens in between. And then Daily Ray, my good morning tech service. So if you want just little bite-sized nuggets of wisdom every single morning, journal prompts, affirmations, check-ins with yourself, you can text Daily Ray, one word, to 22999. I think that's everywhere I'm at. (laughs) Love it. Thank you so much for being on the show. I'm so excited um, to have you today and also just to get to know you and hear your story and to be a part of the unapologetic reset. I'm super excited that our paths crossed and that, um, I get an opportunity to be a speaker on, um, at the reset. And, um, I hope that this, this won't be the end. I'm going to, we're going to connect again, Rachel. I, I really, I really think that that's, that, that's, what should happen, in my opinion? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Like, no doubt. That I have no doubt in my mind. Like, you're stuck with me. <laughs> yes. Yes. I love it. Thank you for taking time today. Listeners, go follow Rachel. Let's support the Unapologetic Reset. Also, sign up for all her things. Follow her on Instagram. Get those text messages. I'm going to have yes. all the info um, in this podcast. Just check out um, all the info. will be there for you. And until next time, keep your lips red. And, you know, it's okay to roll your eyes sometimes. If you want to keep up with me in between episodes, follow me on Instagram at Katar McCarty. Also, check out the services that I provide and my Excel app at KatarMcCarty.com. This episode of Red Lips and Eye Rolls was produced by Green Records in New Braunfields, Texas. The studio is situated on Lee Pan Land. <laughs>